E A G L E S Eagles. Did you ever ever be here? No, no, this isn't real. Tom Brady's still gonna come back. Yeah, I keep pinching myself every day, but. We're having the big parade tomorrow. They're expecting over a million people. And oh, they're I had calling read up to it... 3 million. So only over yeah, a million? Well, well, it could be up to 3 million. I don't think they have any idea how big it's going to be. Anyhow, they're calling it Redemption Parade of Champions. <laughs> <laughs> what are we redeeming? Yeah, we never won the first one. Never we, never, we never deemed. How can we I, read you? I guess because we lost to the Patriots before. Uh, oh, I get it. Yes. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that one went over my head. Yes. I'm glad well, you explained that one to us, Mo. Thank God I'm in Philadelphia and we have 24-hour-a-day coverage of everything. So Mo has always been the star of the podcast. So I have two funny anecdotes about our mother. I'll get into, I was actually at the Super Bowl. Anybody who follows me on social media knows that. But before I get into that, my mother was emphatic that I get gear if the Eagles win the Super Bowl when she can easily go online, the world's biggest online shopper, and get the same exact gear with more of a selection online. So Which what was, I did. So what was the impetus that you had to have it there? There was nothing that good there. Because it's on site, Matt. It's on site. I thought it would be something different than what I can go online and get. No. Instead of Nick effing Foles, I don't think you'd wear that. Oh, no. I don't do curse words. <laughs> and it didn't say effing. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was raised better than that. Exactly. <laughs> So that was that was the first hilarious Mo thing. And then Mo wanted to celebrate the Eagles victory by going to Canton to for B Doc's induction in the Hall of Fame. So I asked her in return, why aren't you going to the parade? I hate crowds. Well, mom, what do you think the Hall of Fame is gonna be like? Oh, I thought it was just like a ceremony that you bought tickets for. Yeah, for you and <laughs> sixty thousand of your closest friends. Oh, I thought it was like maybe <laughs> 300 at the most. <laughs> Listen, Matt, mom is, she's just bloodthirsty, okay? <laughs> you could convince, like, on Sunday night, you could have convinced her to do anything as long as it had eagles related to it. Yes. You could have convinced her to capture a bald eagle, an actual <laughs> eagle, and she would have done it. <laughs> as long as you could tell me where to go to get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I finally saw Go to Colorado. Oh, can I order one online for immediate <laughs> delivery? I finally saw the Diddy clip, and his wife had claimed that an eagle landed at their house, and then she knew that they were going to win the Super Bowl. I was like, was it really an eagle? Yeah. That's what well, he said on Eagles Post Game Live. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Was it really an eagle? Yeah. Well, yeah, in Philadelphia? Yeah. Hey, before the games, they have an actual eagle that flies through the stadium, which is pretty cool, I think. Yeah, very cool. So, Mo, take us through your experience, and then I'll take you through my experience, and then we'll get a little more into it. Okay, so I wake up on game day. I have been watching everything related to the Eagles, ad nauseum, and your father goes, can you turn that off? There's got to be other things on TV. I go, okay, 
we'll watch Bravo instead. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, um, so I wake up that morning and I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. So I decide I have to recreate my day that I had when they won the NFC championship, which involved I walk every day if the weather's decent here. And so it was snowing. So I still had to take that walk, even though it was bad weather. And you know how I hate to get my hair wet. Yes. And where I had to eat the exact same lunch that I had eaten. I had to wear the exact same clothes. I had to do exactly the same thing I had done for the NFC championship. The only problem was your father was in Florida at Philly's fantasy camp during that game. So I was trying to get him to leave. And he <laughs> to wouldn't. Florida. Yes. But only to Florida. Yes. Can't you he couldn't catch just a go flight? to Wawa. Yeah. Can't you just catch a flight down to Clearwater or wherever in the heck you go for that stupid Philly's fantasy camp? Oh, yeah. I had a, I had a superstition moment, too. I, I switched seats after the first half because we had people over. There was just like a reshuffle that happened. And uh, I was like, oh, man, if, if this jinxes me, I'll never forgive myself. And of course, when, when the Patriots are coming back, I convinced myself it was because I switched seats. Yeah. Yeah. It was all your fault. And I was sure at that point. See, I had convinced you know how pessimistic I am about everything. Well, but, yeah, there, I, I get my psychosis from you. This is, goes some, from generation to generation. Somehow I had convinced myself prior to the game that it was a team of destiny. And so when those stupid patriots came back, I patriots. was like, <laughs> patriots. I was actually cursing, which I never do. Wow. And I was stomping around the house. I was so upset. So I say to your dad, they're going to blow it again. And I wasted all this day exercising in bad weather, overeating, and they're going <laughs> to blow it. It was all about me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to leave the room. I couldn't watch. So did you but at least listen with I Meryl? Listened. I listened, yeah. Because I ha always have that on. But the kitchen was never cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> so the Patriots score to go up one. So then there's the big, I think the rated injury impact play of the game. Everybody loves talking about the, you know, awesome fake on fourth down, fourth and goal. That right. was the, the Philly special that we learned yesterday that Foles had suggested to Peterson. And Peterson has the great reaction of like, yeah, let's do it. But I think yeah, it was phenomenal. The fourth and two, if you say, when I was there, that looked like that play was dead, dead in the water. It looked that way on TV. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure how it looked on TV, but that play looked like it was over. And I was like, oh, well, we still have a shot, even if they score a touchdown. And then he somehow gets it out and Ertz is right there. And, you know, and then from there we score. And then everybody in the stadium, everybody, every Patriots fan, every Eagles fan, when they didn't get that two-point conversion, it's like, yeah, the Patriots are going to come down and break our hearts, and let's just hope there's enough time left for a desperation field goal. Oh, my God. It was such a nail-biter. 
it's, it wasn't good for anybody's health. So they, the Eagles march down the field. They go up five. They don't convert the two-point conversion. Like I said, everybody in the stadium thinks they're going to march down the field and take the lead of the Patriots. So what are you doing in that moment, Mom? I'm ready to shoot myself. That's what I'm doing. Luckily, I have no weapons here other than <laughs> knives. <laughs> I, I was actually thinking, I was like, in my head, I was like, for sure Tom is going to score a touchdown here. But yes. we, still have, we still have the two-point conversion. So yeah. I, in my head, I was like, there's a chance that we break up the two-point conversion and still win, like, with no time left. That's what I was thinking. But I was certain he was going to score six. So Yeah, but if they score six, they're up one. We were only up five at the time. Oh, I thought you meant after we scored the go-ahead touchdown and no, got the field goal. No, no, I'm saying before the big fumble. I'm saying with a little more than two oh, minutes before the left. before yeah. Everybody's yeah. thinking that Tom Brady's going to march him down the field. And take yeah, him. he's going to do it again. Yeah. So when the fumble happens, how crazy do you get? I told you, this kitchen has never been so clean. Right, but when they, get the, when they get the fumble, though, do you start screaming? Oh, yes. And then your Oh, father, I couldn't enjoy it. And then no, your father goes, see, I told you they'd come back. I go, <laughs> no. He had no idea. You, you said that. They needed those, you know, they shouldn't have gone for the two points in the beginning of the game. And then um, when Elliot missed the field goal, you were like griping about all that. And yeah, but they missed the a field sudden, goal. They missed the field goal. They missed an extra point. I know. We, we got charity points as, as well. I, yeah, as I said, you didn't forecast that at the last minute they were going to come back. Don't give me that. <laughs> So anyway, so I was, we I go was, up eight, uh, we go up eight and everybody thinks that Elliot, so Elliot cannot make an extra point, but any long field goal with the game on the line, he's money. I just, it's yes. the most, yes, he is. It's amazing yeah. that way. He's got a job for life. So the Eagles go up eight and there's a little more than a minute left and every Eagles fan is still freaking out. And of course that fourth and 10, we can't stop them after we get the great, uh, you know, special teams play where they stop them within the 10 yard line. Then they get to midfield, and that nine seconds where I was in the stadium, you couldn't tell. It was just like a big pile, and you're like, please be incomplete. And then you didn't realize it until all the Eagles on the sideline just start going nuts. Yeah, yeah. So, Mom, did you cry oh my gosh. when you knew it was incomplete yes. and the Eagles had won the Super Bowl? Yes, of course I did. I've been crying all week. Anytime <laughs> I see, like, any – like any kind of um, emotional story about from either a player or another fan, I still to even today will start to tear up. I I uh, <clears throat> I still I couldn't like believe it. I was in a state of shock that it had happened. But also, what I loved about that play is that Malcolm Jenkins just completely pushed Chris Hogan over, which was a great move on his part. <laughs> was it Jenkins who did that? I can't remember. Yeah, Jenkins it was. Or Mills. It was Jenkins. Oh, yeah. and I was thinking to myself, like, I'll be goddamned if a Penn State lacrosse player wins this for the Patriots. Oh, he went to <laughs> Penn Chris State. Hogan. I knew he was a lacrosse yeah. player. I didn't realize he went to Penn yeah. State. Man, yeah. Hogan killed yeah. us. Kill. Well, all their tiny little white receivers. It's so annoying. I know. And what was wrong with the defense the whole game? They would just well, get, actually, they would just get around him, and then like Brady's just so amazing how he just like does these subtle little moves ugh. in the pocket, and when you see it live, it's just it's unbelievable how he does it because how fast the game is when you see it there. It's just like 
he really is, you know, the greatest of all time. He just, at 40 years old, he's doing this. Well, yeah. I, I obviously, you know, neither, both defense were, defenses were terrible, but uh, on inside the NFL, Phil Sims pointed out in the first half, there were a couple, there was at least one play to Hogan where it was a long completion, but because the, the defensive line got to Brady as he was throwing it, it was like, it would have been a touchdown if we hadn't gotten pressure. So there were there were moments where we were at least slowing them down in the first half. There oh, were. okay. Uh, it, yeah. just looked, it looked to me like they were like... <laughs> they were not slowing down, especially complete, in the second half when Gronk yeah. just manhandled the entire defense the entire way down the and field. Why didn't, why didn't yeah, that cover, was tough. Why didn't they cover him more? He's just unstoppable. I guess they just no fi- they him. just figured because it wasn't like it wasn't like only Gronk was killing them. I mean, Hogan had over he had close to two hundred yards receiving. They couldn't stop anybody. <laughs> it, no, Matt, I'm Matt. I did well. I'm not that I'm a prophet, but I I did text Matt um, either I think it was Friday or Saturday, but before the Super Bowl, I said. I feel like the Patriots are get, are studying the two Giants games where we got completely torched, and that this game, if we win, is going to be a shootout, and I, that's that's exactly how it played out. We yeah. there were games where we got completely torched on the quick game, and that's what the Patriots did. They do that better than anyone. If yeah, you, and plus they have a great coach, even though he's a cheater. Well, he's, he wasn't that great. The defense couldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, this is like a, a taint on Bel- Belichick's legacy. Yeah, it, oh, was, really? it, it helps the Brady legacy more than the Belichick yeah. legacy. Yeah. He, and that's, it, that's the thing. You'll never be able to decouple, you know, Brady versus Belichick. They're kind of like a duo yeah. in the dynasty talks. Yeah. We, well, do you think Tom Brady will ever retire? <laughs> He seems to want. He says he always wants to play to his mid forties. So we'll see. I mean, there was a he's, couple of plays where he looked forty, but when he's in the pocket, he's he's a magician, and he made all these long, perfect throws. It was incredible. Yeah, he is a magician. And McDaniel's isn't going to the Colts anymore. Or he rejected yeah, them. Yeah. So it seems like I don't know now if he's, he's staying, but yeah, he's coaching, waiting now. I'm sure they've told they've given him a handshake deal that Belichick's going to yeah. retire in a couple of years, and it's his team. But, so, but the I'm, only time I, I got close to crying was when we did the Eagles fight song when they gave us the Lombardi trophy. That was when you're there in the stadium and there's about every Eagles fan sticking around. And so there was about 67,000 people there. I would say 40,000 were Eagles fans, maybe a little less, but it was like a 60-40 mix. But, you know, it was a raucous crowd for a Super Bowl. Every third down, every Eagles fan is standing up, s- screaming. There was a bunch of obnoxious Pats fans in our section. It was it was it was felt like a regular season NFL game, not a corporate Super Bowl. Well, they said that the uh, on television that there were um, three Eagles fans fan to every one Patriots fan there. Oh, see, it was hard to tell because the Patriots fans were loud. It definitely seemed like there was more Eagles fans, but it was it definitely seemed like it was louder. But I didn't think it would be that much of a difference. But I mean, yeah, Eagles fans well, were everywhere in that stadium. And how much does this – How I mean, obviously, Matt, I was hating on Doug at the beginning of the season, obviously wrongly, but <laughs> Me he too. Complete, completely exonerated himself. He completely outcoached Belichick. Like, this was not a game where, you know, like people would say that Jim Schwartz would bail Peterson out. This is like a game that Peterson just completely outcoached the, arguably the best coach of all time. And he stayed aggressive the entire game. Yeah, everything from like preparing the team mentally, just like the 
the go for broke mentality that the entire team brought to the game, like yeah. and how infectious that was to the point where Foles was suggesting the Philly special to Peterson. It was incredible. Well, yeah, yeah there was v- oh, several hot various... takes. There was yeah, very... most of the hot takes is that you know Belichick got outcoached by the the guy who went for broke that you have to do against the Patriots, which I I buy I buy that narrative. Not that Belichick got outcoached, but it had to be someone that was not going to do because if you do it by the numbers against Belichick, you always lose. Right. So you know if you listen to Simmons, he kept like getting excited when they stopped him on fourth down. He's like, "Why am I getting excited? I know they're going to go for it." You know, it's, yeah. it's those it's those kind of plays. You know, everybody else would have punted on that fourth and one, pretty much fourth and two at your own. What was it? They were inside their own forty, weren't they? It was hard the to tell. Yeah. Okay. The forty-five. Okay, so you know most people are going to punt in that situation, but it was like it's not like we're stopping them, so might as well go for broke. You know, but, and then but, yeah, not just the game plan though. Like it, people talk about that specific game plan, but. You know, Peterson laid the foundation for that all year. We were like the only team in the NFL that actually like looked at the analytics on fourth and short. And, you know, we practiced to that and we, you know, did that all season so that in those big moments, that wasn't something that was bizarre for our team. Well, the only truly bad game they played all season was from a game planning perspective was against Seattle. They went conservative and I still don't know why to this day, but at least he learned from it and you could tell he exactly. made a, he made a mental note that we're never gonna lose by playing conservative. Right. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. At least that game taught him a lesson. Yeah, they definitely. You know, there's definitely times where they made mistakes, like going for two early there. I, you know, I like the aggressive, but I agree it's way too early after the missed extra point. Um, you know, there was Aguilar going out of bounds, so there's still like things that they did throughout the game. But yeah, the mentality of this team was, you know, we're gonna go for broke, and that's that's who we are, and 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 that worked. And I think the main thing, you know, because it was funny, Nesbitt used the our our quotes after the <laughs> Wentz injury against us um, to say yeah. that we'd given up on the season. But I think the thing that saved them for this second run after you know Foles looked terrible the last two regular season games. They redid the game plan to fit his fit his what he did well, especially the RPO. But then the underdog status, I mean, it was the perfect fit for this team and for this city. It was. And Us, I even saw I saw Corey Clemens on the local Fox show this morning, and he said he hoped everyone who had an underdog mask wore it to the parade tomorrow. <laughs> but we know at Eagles as favorites, it's always it's always disaster the the Andy Reid years taught us that so the fact that we could be and not saying that like Wentz with us as favorites could have still done it but just us being the underdogs was the perfect scenario for this team yeah we played our the whole team was playing relaxed right there was no tension in the way we played any of our playoff games except maybe the Atlanta game but that was just kind of a tight game yeah and that was Foles was still finding himself and didn't have a very good first half where we were just like, oh, no, this doesn't look good. And then, he, and then he finally got relaxed and played a much better second half. And then the last two games, of course, he was lights out. Well, and Peterson kept making this point, but it was the perfect timing of that and Foles just getting reps and them doing things in practice, like having the first defense play against the first offense. Like, you know, the, touch, the touchdowns to Alshon, uh, in the championship game in the Super Bowl, I feel like we're all about like reps between him and Alshon getting you know the chemistry. Yeah, for sure. And they they did first offense against first defense, which you never do this late in the season. 
Right. Oh, you don't? I mean, I don't know any. Of yeah, that no, stuff. you're usually doing against your, you know, scout team, which is your backup. So, but they, right, right. they, they made a point to do first team and they, then they practice with pads, which the players insisted on, which you usually don't do this late. Yeah. Oh so, my goodness. It's still a dream come true. So what do we do with Foles? Yeah. I don't know. They say he has one year left on his contract. Will they put, well, how will they decide who's the starter? I well, mom, Carson Wentz is the starter. That don't even start we, with that. Yeah, yeah. Like the Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz is way better than Foles. Foles will be a iconic hero forever in Philadelphia, which is a great thing to be. I feel like yes. they go to him and they say, "What do you want? You want us the Super Bowl? You won the MVP? Yeah. Do you want to get yeah. traded, or do you want to stay as the backup next year?" I bet he yeah, stays. I, I bet he stays as the backup. That's he seems like. Um, that kind of person to me. Yeah, I think there's. I think you're right. About that. I think there's a good chance he stays because of his personality. But I think the the smart thing to do if you're Howie Roseman is to use the leverage to get a really good deal out of a desperate team. That's the right thing to do for the organization. I just don't know if we'll do it. But you have to go to him and say you have to yeah. get his blessing. You can't do it. You can't do it the no, Weasley, you, you can't, Andy yeah, Reid way with B Doc yeah. when he yeah. jettisons B Doc yeah. and doesn't even tell him. You know, you yeah. have to right, do it. Right. You uh, have to talk to him about it. And I feel like Lori would never let that happen. No. And the Lori, last thing you want no. for Nick the last thing you want for Nick is if you know what happened to him the last time where you like give him to someone like Jeff Fisher where he's just gonna have a terrible coach. You know, you want to put him in a good situation. Right. If he goes right. to another team. Yeah, yeah. So the other thing of where do we go from here, I hope we don't become smug Eagles fans like the Patriots fans. They were the worst. Oh, no. They were no. so smug. That SNL sketch did it spot on. We were, we were <laughs> surrounded by Patriots fans, and they were so smug. And I know Eagles fans have a terrible reputation, but I'd yeah, rather be the belligerent a-hole than the smug a-hole. Yeah, but at, at the same time, like you got to believe – as Eagles fans, that we have an infrastructure in place to make a, a run here for multiple I'm years. I'm hoping so. I'm yeah, but you never so. know. You never know. You never know. You never know. But I think at the very least, like, you know, worst case scenario, we're kind of like, you know, the Packers were after they beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. And what was that, Matt? Like 2011? You know, and that's the worst case scenario for us where we just have a great quarterback and a, and a good offense. And, you know, we make the playoffs every year, but we don't go deep. That, I feel like that's the worst case scenario for the next few years. Yeah, it's just we're, we're, we're high on the salary cap. I think we're about $6 million over, so there's a lot of work to do there. But that's how he's genius before he ever I you know, know. Who got thought proven that right that with, guy... his, yeah, yeah. with his roster who moves. Thought... Yeah, who thought that that guy would become a hero in his own right? We never he really was had. so he was so hated here for yeah for a long time. I was number one on in line. I was number one in line for <laughs> yeah. that. I was number one in line for Doug Peterson being an awful hire. So I've been proven wrong Me too. time and time again. Well, I, I I heard this on the Bill Barnwell show, so I can't take credit for it. But one thing that is really interesting is they talk about how you know the Reed legacy is still kind of on this team because Peterson is his disciple. Um, That's what I was afraid of. But also the Chip Kelly legacy. Um, some of our draft picks under Kelly, um, like Lane Johnson, right? He is Nelson like Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. Um, there was another one I was thinking of. But he, he made the trade for Butler, too. Or for Jenkins, right? Malcolm Jenkins. But in any case, like some of the personnel moves in, in, and the draft picks in the Kelly years were really foundational. 
and then also and so the read like Brandon Graham was a read pick. Yeah, because you know, Peterson was going through like people that were still from the read days. So there was still some significant players like you know Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Vinny Curry. Bo those Allen. Were, those Bo were all. Allen is a Chip Kelly guy. Of course, Sorry. Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey was a fifth round pick. So yeah. Right. Um, but also, yeah, I didn't realize Kelsey didn't even, and none of the colleges wanted him. Yeah. I didn't realize that this has been a struggle for him. He's oh, always never along. been big enough. And Zach Ertz was a Chip Kelly draft pick, right, Matt? Yep. So, so that, but also, um, you know, they talked about Peterson drew on schematically what Kelly was doing with Foles. You know, in well, we had said that on this podcast. We, yeah, we can take credit for that one. I had said yeah, that, yeah. and he, and then Peterson even said he went through every play of of the twenty seven two year to see what he did well, and they, that that's how they adjusted the game plan. But I just love that about Peterson. How you know he doesn't, you know, like a, a coach probably with more hubris would just like throw out anything that had happened before him. But he had kind of drawn on like some things that Chip Kelly had had brought into the league, you know, like the mesh concept and all that stuff. So that, yep. that's another credit to Peterson. Yeah, and he only got one vote for, for best coach of the year. Yeah, well, he's got the ultimate prize. Yeah, that's he, he has sure. the hardware that matters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> does, he, does he get a raise, I hope? I don't know where he is on his deal, but I'm sure he has a bonus tight end if he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. All these, all these guys do for things like that. Like if you get a playoff win, if you win the NFC, if you win the Super Bowl, those are all. But yeah, he's uh, – I can't remember. I think it was a three-year deal. It was either a three- or four-year deal. But they might re- renegotiate in the offseason and give him a big, fat extension at a much higher scale. Yeah, I thought all the players should um, – he had his birthday. Wasn't it his 50th birthday during the Super Bowl week? I thought all the players should – should buy him like a fancy car. <laughs> you also were <laughs> mad at Nick Foles for not thanking Carson Wentz. <laughs> yes, and I'm still mad at him. He should have taken him to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, so mom, what what are we going to do now? That, now that the uh, Eagles are no longer cursed, what are you going to do with yourself? I'll still be worried. I can't help it. It's been so many years of you know being disappointed so i'll still be worried i can't help myself yeah but they get they get at least like a five-year window right i uh, know <laughs> hey if they go own 16 in the next five years i'm still happy they finally got the super bowl <laughs> maybe maybe one year window <laughs> we'll see how next year next season goes a half a game window for dale graham yeah right <laughs> When they're down ten nothing the first game, she's back <laughs> vacuuming and listening to Merrill and not watching the TV. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, any final thoughts there, Tater? Um, yeah, I, I just, I can't believe it, Matt. I cannot believe what I just saw. <laughs> but I, I will say one, one, uh, one parting thought is, you know, one thing we had talked about. I don't know if it was on the podcast, Matt, but. Foles is just, he seems like, you know, he's, he's like Eli in that maybe he's not like a regular season quarterback that'll rack up a lot of stats, but he just has the temperament for when the pressure is the highest, he just like blossoms. And maybe that's, you know, Nick Foles' legacy. And that could be good for us or another team, but I do think there's some of that playoff magic in the mix. Even if he never does anything again, he'll always be a Philadelphia hero. Oh, yes. 
Definitely. He, he'll never have to buy. I, I'm sure he doesn't drink, but he'll never have to buy a meal in Philadelphia or the suburbs. No, and, anywhere and we, in Philadelphia. Yeah, he's a hero. And we, and we might be the most religious, most emotionally open team in the league, from what I can gather. Yes, I better, <laughs> I better start going to church. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll turn my whole life around. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts from you, Mo? I I just I'm like GT. It's just a dream come true, and I just love every one of those players, and I'm just ecstatic. I can't even express how ecstatic I feel. And now I'll be like, what do I watch on TV for the rest of the winter? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a big letdown, especially in the sports scene for sure. Yeah, I don't care anything about those Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> well, my final thought is is that what a year to start a podcast. We just did it on a whim because we didn't feel like there was any fun Eagles podcast to listen to. So we hope you enjoyed it. And <laughs> what a year to start an Eagles podcast. <laughs> so it was it was us. Yeah, yeah maybe it. you you guys are the the good luck charm. Us and I our, was, us and I our was, godson nephew Xander. Those are the exactly, two good luck charms. Exactly. I never thought of that. Yeah, but he was he was born last season, so it was us. Yeah, was us. So true, true. I have a I have a funny last. So when I got to my seat, my seat number was number seventeen in our row, of course, which was the number we all wore growing up in sports. And I really wasn't nervous the entire time. I was just like, let's get this game started. And even when the game started, I wasn't that nervous. I started getting nervous when we went up 15-6 when I thought we can actually win this game. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you had to have been nervous when there was only a few minutes left in the fourth quarter and it looked like Tom Brady was going to pull it out again. Yeah, no, I, I was definitely in it full throttle by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those gonna, games that I'm going to have to watch again because so much happened, I forget half of it. Yeah, and you and as you said, you probably couldn't see a lot of the things because you were there. Yeah. That the cameras picked up. Did you think Collinsworth was uh, anti-Eagles like every Eagles fan thought? I didn't think I, he was, I didn't listen nah. to their broadcast. I listened to Merrill. I don't know. No, I actually – I the way I felt, like, I thought Collinsworth was just kind of pointing out, like, they could easily reverse either of these calls, which is how I felt at the time, like, watching it on TV. It was more like he was making the point that all season that could, both of those calls could have been overturned. And he wasn't wrong about that. I don't think he was, like, out for the Eagles. Yeah, it's like they finally took the entire season and used common sense with these calls. Like, the call on the field was the call. And if you're going to have slow, slow, instant replay, of course the ball's going to look like it moves. So I thought for sure they were going to overturn both of them, even in the stadium. I'm like, oh, they're reviewing this. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think the officials did a great job, with the exception of a couple, like, you know, they basically let them play and they didn't like over rotate on the technicalities. There were, you know, some of the holding calls against the Eagles I hated, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I thought they did a great job. Yeah, I, you know, it was funny watching Patriots fans get mad that they didn't get a call. That's what I, that, that means. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thanks to everybody. We'll uh, be, you know, we'll be doing some podcasts around draft time throughout the offseason, but. For the most part, we will uh, we'll gear up for next year and, and enjoy the bliss of our first Super Bowl victory. Yes. Kaka. Kaka. Parade of champions tomorrow.